and welcome to podcast number four for Outside the Comfort Zone. I am the creator of Outside the Comfort Zone. I interview different people from around the world to see what difference they are up to making, their take on life, and what is outside their comfort zones. I'm thrilled to be accompanied by Matt Francis. Okay, a little about Matt. Matt owns an affordable menswear shop in Suffolk, England. He's 24, but looks 12. He is accidentally changing the world one unsuspecting person at a time. Thanks for joining me here today, Matt. What what an entrance that was! Uh, you know what? I feel I feel good. I feel pumped. I'm ready for this. Let's let's do this. Let's change the world. I feel like we've done it already. But yeah, let's get the listeners involved. Awesome! Oh uh, man, this is going to be fun. All right, uh, ready for question great. number one? I'm ready and waiting, willing. Okay, we'll start out easy. So, Matt, what's your journey in life been like so far? At the ripe um, old age of 24. Let, let's start easy yeah let's uh, let's go from there so uh it's it's been it's been different um i've i've had a lot of jobs i never had a education past the age of 16 formally uh so never done the college thing never went to university or, or just in general college for anyone outside of the uk um i've just tried everything failed at most things but kept trying really it's it's something that I uh, I suppose if anything I'm good at is just giving things a go and uh, and getting knocked down and you know it's like that song isn't it go I'm ahead gonna, and sing I'm ready yeah go for it no no I mean you you get knocked down you get up again then they're gonna keep you down that one the the, uh, the karaoke special right I think that uh, band is straight out of uh, England as well so that's uh, appropriate to from where you're at oh I see so that no nobody's going to understand the reference brilliant uh, <laughs> while we're here there are many other bands that you've never heard of that I can spread out at any time <laughs> um I I have a, a question to that what keeps you getting up again the failing and the trying and the failing and the trying how do you keep how do you not get knocked down? Well, I mean, you do. That's the, you know, there's this whole, you know, this fundamental idea that if you get knocked down, then you don't feel anything. And then you automatically, you see a lot of motivational videos. I see this a lot where it's just like, oh, I got knocked down, got knocked down and I got up again. Like it was nothing. Yeah, of course. You, you, you know, you go for every emotion and most of it anxiety. And then you, but you just like, there's nothing else you can do. You know, with me, I've never felt like I'm an insider. I've never felt like I could conform in, in a sense. I've tried to, I've really tried. And that's why I've done so many jobs. But each time it's sort of proved to me that it's not the journey I'm meant to be taking. With You know, we're all making it up as we go along. And as long as you're willing to keep, like I say, having a go, then, you know, nothing in the world can really get you down after a while because you, your skin gets thicker I suppose mm. yeah my journey has been to prove to myself in, in a sense that you know you can do anything whether whether you kind of want to or not I, I always had this idea you know that everyone like the party was going on everywhere else and I was sort of missing out when I which I realize now isn't the case and I always used to see people go on gap years to Australia which is a very British thing or, or go traveling or, or do things that, you know, on Facebook look very good. Um, and it was, you know, my, 
I always joke with my uh, business partner now that I'm going to move to Australia, which will never happen because I'm, well, I say never say never, but it's, it's always, you, you've always got an excuse basically is what I'm trying to say. And it's only been since my best friend's been over in New Zealand and I've seen his pictures of him going up mountains and standing tents and doing that real sort of gap year experience that I realised I don't want to do that. I am not a climbing up mountain type of guy. I would, I mean, you can get me in a tent. I don't know how long I'll last, really. I enjoy it. I enjoy people. I enjoy it. Yeah, freezing my proverbials off halfway up the mountain is not, is not one of those stories that, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, I will end up, I've done a bit of travelling as it happens and I will accidentally be an adventurer of some sort, you know, discover some sort of lost planet fine I'm, I'm open to that universe you can have it that's but i feel it's it, it all you know as you said in the intro it all comes along by accident you should just let it sort of happen really mm. life happens too yeah not the other way around okay bigger question what difference are you up to making in the world i, I I've, I've read this beautiful quote once where it says change starts local now, for me, the way I've always thought, I've always thought of the bigger picture. I've always been like, right, this is what I want to achieve. This is what I want to get to. And that's it. And then not really had a sort of set structure to get there. And then I saw this quote, where, which, yeah, change starts local. And it really brought it home to me that you have to start small, you know, whether that's just helping out a neighbour, whether that's just, you know, starting a business on a market store, you know, if that's what you want to do or you know you've got to start in these small increments it might even it might not even be something that you even consider as a thing you know i have a 90 year old woman that i visit who's technically we're technically related but technically being they're a step parent if you like or grandparent and all that started off from was just conversations and then it built into something a lot bigger than i could have ever imagined and, and now we have a really close relationship i think that's the only way you really can can build something something bigger. So I suppose in answer to your question, I want to change the world as much as I can. Mm. Okay, and so then you know, there's something that we talked about when I was when we do our when we did our pre uh, podcast chat, and it's something that really moved me, and that was around the story that you've created, but more around. Um, the inclusivity that you're looking at as far as making a difference in the fashion world, which will have ripple effects, I'm sure. Can you talk a little bit about that piece? I've been in the fashion world, if you like, in inverted commas, for three years, um, roughly. And I've, I've noticed more and more that things are separated. If, we, if you can almost divide things up, they, they will. So you've got uh, menswear you've got women's wear you've got you've got shops that are a aimed for sort of older people for younger people and you know there's there's all these separations i find this which i can understand you know it comes from different groups of people you know some people like say surfing so they they like a t- certain type of wear and you know some people like being suited and booted I, I get that but there just seems to be for me this this whole separation thing where, you know, and especially what I suppose I'm, I'm referring to is larger sizes. A- anyone who's extra large and above in any country, it seems, apart from America, can't seem to get close or, or can, but they're just not very good 
very good design or, or there's no design at all. There's just, it, it just stops. It's almost like, we're not coming for you. See you later. And that inclusivity is what you were talking about. I want to be able to create something that guys who have been dismissed for their whole lives or the various times that they've tried to go clothes shopping to be able to come in and have a chat with someone and, and feel like they're part of the conversation because this attaches to a bigger conversation which we're having now, I suppose politically and you know, look at Trump. Like the for as many people that are trying to divide people and there's as many that are trying to bring us all together and say, look, we're all the same. And I guess I am part of that conversation of look, we're all the same. Let's build something together because together is better than than apart. So, you know, my personal journey in be to have every person bigger or, or any sort of outsider, I guess to feel included because I've, I've found it in trendy shops myself and me being what so like five foot nine and ten stone like or i don't know the metric conversion of that but tiny is what i'm trying to say still walking into a place and going oh am i allowed in here is this am i cool enough for this and and it just builds this whole stigma about men with you know clothes shopping and and again it goes on to mental health as well because if, if a guy can't walk into a shop and feel like he can speak to someone and, you know, sort of get what he's after, then very much how change starts local, I think problems also start local as well mm. because they just spiral. That, you know, you can't all of a sudden do, you know, go into one shop because they haven't got your size or, you know, the the size you usually are is, you know, slim fit, so therefore it's, it then becomes another issue. And you, you never can feel like you're including the conversation. So it gets to a point where these guys just go, oh, you know what? Um, I'll just order something offline and hope that it fits. You know, I had a guy that came into my shop the other day, picked up a T-shirt and went, I mean, I'm get- I-, I like it. I'm going to have it if it's there or thereabouts, which is crazy. Like I've never walked into a shop ever and I'm, I'm about a medium now. And, you know, if it hasn't fitted perfectly, I'm not having it. And the fact that, you know, 2017, we're, we've still got people that, feel like they're a burden almost on on an industry Mm. it's a it's a joke yeah this conversation didn't i i want to sort of make a point of this i wasn't ever this passionate about plus size clothing to begin with that this has spiraled off into something that i couldn't even imagine you know and again it goes back to a quote i saw passion is when you start rubbing sticks together you have to initially pick up something, whether you want to or not, or, or you know, try something, whether you want to or not, to then be able to go, okay, that's not the direction I want to go in. Oh, that is the direction I want to go in. And, and, go, and go from there. And, you know, it frustrates me in, in a sense because I almost want to be bigger, you know, for the industry I'm going into because I can then have a better perspective. There's no one in the UK I've found and very little online at all actually of guys uh, bloggers who are who are plus sized they're you know I've found some in America but there's no English equivalent and it annoys me that I can't turn up tomorrow and start a blog about this issue because I can't relate to it and it, and it's almost not my it's not my blog to start in a sense if I if I've got the passion and if I've got the drive to change something that I can change great if that means that someone then benefits from it and then that reaps its it's only going to get bigger and it's only going to be more of a conversation there's something that 
drives me insane um, when I'm shopping for clothing. And to be honest with you, I don't shop for clothing much anymore. <laughs> and that is when it's the sizing now. The sizing yeah. is it's like a large is like a small now or something. Yes. Yeah, 100%. There's, there's no way I should be a medium. I, you know, I'm not a medium build. Oh, by the I, way, I did the conversion and just for our, um, content uh, reviewers, people, <laughs> people who go pounds, he's 140 pounds. Yeah. So you can pick me up with your little finger is what we're trying to say. Um, but yeah, it, the, the same problem is with women, you know, the size that you, you actually are, I say you're a 16 in some shops you could be an 18 or a 20 in others mm-hmm. which again is might be an english way of doing it or like the whole idea of size zero in england is a is about a four now nobody healthy in their right mind should be that that small but this is part of a bigger conversation in the fact that you know the magazines that women read for example as we talk about women or even men the fact that we don't discuss anything the fact that well and it's getting better now but it's it's conversation you you need to be open and and say look this is actually what's going on and i and i noticed that because i used to live in london and living in a city is very different than living in the suburbs if you like because again complete different conversation and they almost cities almost forget about everywhere else Mm. because they can mm-hmm. and yeah it's it, it's wrong really okay so shifting gears a little bit well maybe question what is your relationship to money and the universe just a small topic the universe you've heard me speak about i am a big believer in the universe i, I meditate every day i've been meditating for the last sort of year or so it's something that is just great for the soul the brain your mental health as we've as we touched upon, I find it just centers me. It just, you, I just need it to go back to, yeah, to center yourself to, to you, you need it to just recharge and, you know, reignite your battery. Sometimes I find that, you know, they say like sleep recharges you, mm. which it does. But if you don't get a good night's sleep or if you sort of stressed out and then you go to sleep and then you wake up, you kind of still are a little bit jaded. So the universe for me, almost like a subconscious guide. When things go wrong or when things go right, I, I don't necessarily believe that you should, you know, be attached to either one of those. If, if things go well, you thank, you know, be thankful for it, be grateful for it. But it seems to be a, almost like a seesaw. If you kind of go too much one end, you'll go too much the other. Humans have always looked for some something bigger. Some people it can be God. Some people the work can be universe. It's it, you know there's so many different religions and there's so many different names for it that it's it's whatever you feel comfortable within. I, I find that and because I've read a lot into this, I suppose that coincidences happen a lot more when you're aware of them and when you know things spiral off in a, in a certain direction. You need to have that moment to sit back and look at. Oh, I see that's. That's happened. People do it a lot in reflection to their lives and big events that have happened, but also every day. Today was a particularly long day for me because it's now, well, it's now the evening time. And that spiraled off of something that I didn't get done yesterday. So it all of a sudden you're in that catch-up mode. And a lot of people, I suppose, in life, live their life on catch-up mode. They never really give themselves a chance to sort of sit or, sit down and enjoy. And funny enough, it brings me to another quote, I guess. Um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, if, mm-hmm. if anyone's watched it. And he, he says right at the end, I th- and I'm 
going to butcher it and totally misquote it, but it says something along the lines of, you know, if you don't stand around sometimes and look around in life, you'll, you'll miss it. And like I say, Google uh, what the actual term is, because I know that's not right. But it, it, it's that. It, it's be, being able to acknowledge the good times, the bad times, and appreciate everything in between. Uh, and my, you know, my knowledge of the universe is only going to get stronger or, or more in-depth the more you put into it, I guess. And I suppose that's the same with life. Get out what you put in. If you've got health or lever at it, then, you know, expect health or lever back. And what about money? Um Again, very much like emotions, I, I try not to be too attached to them. Not to say that I haven't always been like that. I, I've very much been attached to emotions when I was younger and very much the same with money. But you, for me, it's a constant flow. That's, that's all life is. You just, you know, if you've got the money, spend it. And I, and I know it, that sounds out of context in someone who's 24 and doesn't really have that much in regards to I suppose, material wealth or responsibilities. But, you know, stagnation kills, whether whether that's your happiness, whether that's your health. You need to constantly be okay with letting everything go and then expecting it to come back to you because it will. And I know that's a hard thing to get your head around because I'm still getting my head around myself. But you have to just give yourself up to the idea that you're, <laughs> that you're not in, in control. And the reason I sort of choked on that is because that's something that I've struggled with quite a bit in that half of me is very laid back and yeah, universe, do what you like. I'm fully on board with that. And the other, the other bits, OCD and (laughs) exactly what's happening. Fills his socks every morning to make sure that both pairs of socks are the same because I, I all I wear is white socks because if this is going to be a regional joke but I'm from Essex so uh, that's all we do and I uh, and I've got a bundle of white socks and I have to make sure that they're roughly around the same age um, <laughs> not age but you know what I mean you know what I mean like you know when you've worn a, a sock the same amount of times as the other one like yeah I, I can't have like a fresh sock and then it'll bug me. So yeah, Mr. Mr. Universe who lets everything flow and everything. Like you can no. have everything but not with socks. The buck stops with the socks. Yeah. That should the be a quote. Stops. Yeah, what well, that is. What's your what's your life motto, Matt? The buck stops with the socks. <laughs> Oh, oh, don't, don't, because there's those little idiosyncrasies of mine that I'm just like, even even when we like when we arranged to speak now, I wanted to get my meditation in, but I knew I couldn't. So I tried to delay it a bit and say, oh, can we, can we chat later? And you're like, well, I can't. Yeah, but I, the timing, it just doesn't add up. Um, so I had, to, I had to let that go and go, uh-huh. right, I'll meditate later. That's fine. Speak to you. And then, and then it's fine. Right. Um- <laughs> I like what you said, though, about constant flow for money, because I'm going a little bit on a journey of what my relationship to money is as well. And so when I ask you this question, I have been reading books around like the soul of money, which is which is really focused on that that flow and also, you know, the giving and then the getting and how even people with loads of money still feel the pressure or bogged down with with money and so so that I'm, I'm always curious about what people's takes are on it and I really like that constant flow piece and I'm trying to bring that more back to my life as well so so thank you for contributing to me it's fine I uh, contribute to anyone and who love me really but no there's an interesting quote again not that he lives his life by quotes but <laughs> I'm bringing out a book of quotes, by the way. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you probably should. Yeah. No, the 
for, for me, I, there's, there's something I heard very young because I've never really been attached to money. I, I don't believe that I, I've never wanted anything, for example. I'm, you know, it's, it's not something I've ever strived for, but so, someone said that, you know, it doesn't matter, matter whether you've got too little of it too, or too much of it, money's, money always becomes an issue. And it, it and it seems to be that that's you know it's, it's back to that seesaw thing again, isn't it? If you're too little of it, and then the seesaw's up one end, and but too much of it, it's up the other end. You know, if you can try as much as you can, and again, I understand that everyone's in a different difficult situation with month to month or, or whatever it is, but just kind of balance it out as much. Life is balance. Life is balance and flow. Things can't flow if they're not stable. Someone said to me. A few years ago, when I was sort of running around doing different things and not really had much structure, that fundamentally you need a roof over your head, somewhere almost to call home and, and food in your belly, and then everything else builds off from there. If you haven't got any, if you haven't got a starting point, then how are you meant to get that flow going? Because the flow doesn't almost know where to start. Uh, so I suppose the same with same with money in the sense of if you n- p- people know month to month how much they earn and they and they know where not necessarily where they can cut back or, or where they can save, but you know because some people aren't in that situation at all where they can save. But it's it's being able to just have that idea of it's ju- it's just being happy with your situation, really understanding that this is it, it, the pace of things mm. that sometimes things are, are, are difficult and sometimes you know they're not so difficult I, I guess maybe i'm just going on a tangent i don't i don't really know well let's move on to the last question dun, yes. dun, dun. so the podcast is called outside the comfort zone would you be able to share something that is really outside of your comfort zone that you wouldn't normally share that you might even be a little bit scared to share it's interesting that this question I've almost had trouble answering it in, in a sense because to a lot of people I live my life outside the comfort zone I don't necessarily well I don't conform to what everyone else's comfort zone would look like but that being said you know I suppose I've got my own comfort zone which I live in which is constant change and, and needing I suppose more answers but outside of my comfort zone I, I, I keep coming back to the word control letting go let, letting go of i think fully letting go of myself and i know I've got, I've got enough answers now i suppose to know that the universe is in control and it will and i'll always be all right and i will get to where i, I want to be or, or or should be or whatever the phrase is but i suppose i don't think not confidence the right word but just i think as humans we're programmed to to need to know what what happens whether you know we've always searched what what happens after death what happens after this mm-hmm. i'm i'm quite comfortable with death i'm 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 okay with if it all ended tomorrow i've done far more than i ever would have expected but i also you know on that same breath i've still got a lot more i want to do mm-hmm. uh, but again if i went tomorrow i wouldn't be overly necessarily gutted about it because i've lived my life on a blank really it, I, I suppose it's that giving yourself up fully to the universe to to other people as well like i'm i'm very good at sharing i'm very good at being i suppose a center of attention and letting let my thoughts be heard and what you know has happened in the past and how that's affected me now but i still hold off i suppose well i, I say hold off some parts of me but i suppose I, I don't know what i feel like i'm holding off but i've consciously i, I can't find anything else to look for you know does that make sense? 
Yeah. What would be the parts that you would say you were holding off? I suppose relationships within everyone. I know how to contribute, like I say, to people. And I I suppose there's the way someone explained it to me. For example, everyone has their guard up, right? Right. You know, when they don't know people, when they're, when they're still trying to get people and, and just to feel comfortable, they, they have a guard up, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a guard up, but then another guard up. And I tell people that the second guard, if you like, the one furthest away from me is, is my guard. So I, take that, I can take that one down pretty easily and it make it look like <laughs> perception right. that, I'm, that I'm being open and that I'm... Oh, like you know, you can talk about anything, and but there's still this other one that I am supposed conscious of of putting down, and I don't know what under, what's under that. I can't say that what it is definitely, um, and that may be that sort of carefree side of me. Like I, again, there's half of me is very carefree, and half of me is very structured. May, maybe it's that fully. Okay, well, if we just let the world do what it does, then it will. It, it, I suppose it, again, it goes back to that whole idea of, of absolute sort of out out of control and it's something that i'm working on you know like i say through meditation and through everything else mentally you know because i've come from a place where 18 months ago i and i was very wary of always saying this is that i had almost high functioning anxiety like i i couldn't the reason i went from job to job and i couldn't i couldn't understand one why people would do you know just a a job just for the sake of it but also why i was putting myself through it but it was also something out of out of my control there and i i just i would do it i suppose because everyone gets in a in a routine of things even if it is a mental routine and it's only been like I said, the last sort of 18 months where i've stabilized myself in a in a home and, and like i started meditating and and really just looking in within myself for the answers because i know the answers are there fundamentally we all hold the, the answers and and that's something i suppose that is something that that, that that's probably a, a massive player in it the the whole idea of believing yourself i can very much in this podcast it looks like i know what i'm talking about it looks like oh he's got his proverbials together i'm, I'm really trying not to swear because uh, <laughs> you can no no i'm like, I'm like you know it really looks like i've got myself together and i find that you know you watch a lot of these motivational videos and it's like oh yeah i can i can do that but you've still got your own insecurities which aren't dealt with in those motivational videos mm-hmm. yeah it's it's for me the giving y- yourself over to the to your core self which is the universe which is all of this like we're all we all we all have the universe inside of us as as much as people look out, out externally for it we're all internal all, the way we all perceive life, the way we talk about life is it's all our internal doing. You know, right. this conversation we're having, you're hearing different things to what I'm saying and I'm saying things, you know, vice versa. It's not something that we're consciously doing. It's subconsciously. I, I heard that saying, I like that. I, I'll bin the rest of it off. And, and that, you know, that's what we're doing every day. That's why people misheard. That's why yeah. arguments because misunderstandings yeah it's, and, and i suppose that ties in really nicely with everything else we're all misunderstood and the reason you know i do the you know i've got the menswear shop at the moment and going on about the plus sizes is because i've found a misunderstanding that i can departmentalize mm-hmm. and try and fix and try and solve and i suppose everyone has got their own issue that can be solved externally but they have to look internally first mm. I just want to come back to something that you said with the wall. 
the wall yes. and then the, the wall. Yeah. Is the the second wall the one that you don't think anybody else sees, let's say, because you've let down the other wall? Is it protecting something? Yeah, I, I, I expect so. I mean, I'm... I don't think I even know what's behind it necessarily. Mm. I, I think I'm I'm frightened to look in, mm. in a sense, and but because I'm so good at hiding that, like I say, I can be very open if I want to, you know, like if I want to be, and I can tell you all about my life and you know be okay with that. But it's it's not letting you know because it's not letting my boundaries down because I've done it before and it's it's almost well versed. But the, the this other one, it's like I say, it's probably more raw emotions which are something that I'm yet to to deal with at the moment. It's something that I can't tell you exactly and explain over sort of podcast really because we're all work in progress. You know, I am the best version of myself in a non... What's the word for like um, bigging yourself up? All I keep thinking of about is there's like this, like a vulnerability that... Yeah. Like it's kind of like the first wall presents as you're open and you you know what's going on, but it's a it's the vulnerability maybe behind the second wall that yeah. is outside of your comfort zone. Being and I don't have to be right, but it's just something that I'm hearing. Yeah, being vulnerable to what everyone else wants to hear. I think I think I've got a good idea, I suppose, in what people want to hear. So I can be vulnerable in that sense, in inverted commas, because then they get the kick out of it. Mm-hmm. But actually helping myself, it's something that I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure what that, what that is yet. Being vulnerable, you know, I, I couldn't tell you, oh, this is the thing that's making me feel vulnerable. I'm going to start looking into that or, or what it, it's something that's within me that in my journey through life, and this is the, the letting go side of me, is I'm 24 now. I'm, I'm not at the age to learn that lesson yet. That lesson might be at 27, might be at 33, might be at 40, might be at you know, 77. Mm-hmm. But it's being open enough to go, look, okay, I'm still flawed, but I'm working on it. That vulnerability that we were talking about, the putting up the guard and, uh, and the letting it down, relates to something that I never necessarily thought that it related to. But very much when we were talking about the constantly being able to get knocked down and get back up again, you know, adding that thicker skin. A lot of people talk about the positives of having a thick skin because every time you get hurt, you you learn something and and you build on it and you end up having a really thick skin. But also, I think for me, emotionally, it emotionally might put another skin on that as well, Mm. which isn't always good. But you're, you know, there seems to be a, you know, a way in the human mentality, which is you, and, and I suppose the way you explain it, I guess, is you become a millionaire and then you give loads to charity. You know, you have to help yourself before you help others. That's, you put the mask on yourself first in, in a plane crash and then you put a mask on someone else because then you're at your strongest to then help someone else. Mm-hmm. I guess for me, I haven't fully helped myself yet. Mm. I'm getting there. I've fully churned myself out completely to then be able to help someone else, if, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw something again today, because I love a quote, um, and mm. um, it, was so, it was something along the lines of ego. We live in a very egocentric world at the moment. Mm-hmm. The current political climate, the current climate just in general is very ego driven you know that whether that's trump in america whether that's kim jong-un in north korea 
whether that's Brexit and the UK, it's all very egocentric. Now, the way I suppose personally, I, I, I know how you know how the ego works in a sense is you, you have to almost break your back to then re heal yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have to almost be the most egocentric of not people, but for example, Trump. He's the worst that he can that he can get in a sense. That regime will finish, and then everyone can rebuild themselves together. So you have to almost personally be open to the worst part of yourself to then go. Okay, this is ground zero. I can build myself from here. But the the only issue is is that nobody ever knows what ground sort of zero is. The journey that I've always been on is very uh, sort of solitary. Like I've always done it on my own. You know, that was almost like a quote when I was a kid. It was like, I can do it myself. That means relationships suffer because I'm always just thinking not about myself, but oh, okay, that person's happy. Oh, oh I'm. Uh, this is what I'm doing to make them happy. I'll keep doing that, but then I'll keep myself to myself. So people miss out on you. Yeah, yeah, and because I'm so worried about everyone else fixing their problems that you you put yourself to one side because it's for the greater good maybe um, and that's not meant to be a, a sad thing or that's not meant to be a oh bless him like because I get that a lot. I suppose if I can't help myself then how the hell is someone else because because yeah. I can't like because I can't tell them I can't tell them that oh it's it's this oh this is my issue if you can fix that great just let me know how you do that again it's it's the very like it's that structured ocd almost style of thing and you know with emotions with feeling with everything like that it's not structured mm-hmm. you f- we feel things like up almost visuals of some of a situation of a person of are all promoted by feelings the outside world if you have a good day if you have a bad day it's still the same day it's still the same buildings it's still the same people it's still the same fundamentals but it's just whatever we attach our whatever emotion we attach to it yeah, the story. Yeah, it's the reason why if people split up and the house that you used to live at with a person that you split up with, you kind of feel weird when you drive past it because it's you've attached your emotion to it. I suppose what I'm trying to say to everyone else as well as me is, well, don't attach that emotion in the first place and you won't feel that way. You won't, you know, you, it'll just be, it's just life. It's just life. It's a work in progress, isn't it? It is. Do you think that'll be the, the next thing that you work on, tearing down that second wall? I, I, it's an ongoing thing. I, right. I don't feel like I've... I've consciously, it's not linear. It's, I've heard of it. Like, I want to sound intelligent, but don't start talking about <laughs> it. Like linear it's, not, me. it's not like, okay, I'm going to work on this. Okay, that's done. Now I'm going to work on this. Okay, yeah. I, I, I wish it was. I wish it was... Like I suppose I, the way I explain that is subconscious and conscious. I wish it was a conscious thing that I could go, oh, I just have to... You get very much like the jobs thing. Oh, okay, tick that off. Don't like that. Tick that off. Don't like that. Oh, found something I liked. But this isn't that. It's an ongoing thing. And, and I think the more that you try and actually put a pin in it or, or make sense of it, the further away that you are. I, I think sometimes it's just it's something that you say in conversation or it's something that triggers you and then you go, oh, that's it. Or, or you know, it just comes out naturally. Mm. Like I say, that's why I'm not putting an age on it. Oh, that's why it's not my next thing because... I feel like I could accidentally stumble on it, 27, 33, 40, whatever it is. At one day, I'll be like, oh, okay. For example, I, I woke up the other morning, felt great, felt incredible. And I remembered it was, I was just excited for life. Like there's so many things going on in my life that are positive. 
that I was just like, oh, I can't wait for today. And I remember feeling like that when I was in a relationship. And I thought that that, you know, because it was your first love and that sort of thing, you think that that emotion, you can only get that through that relationship. That's why people hold on to people. When actually you can find it within yourself, you just have to look hard enough. But this podcast is going to be about four hours because I've got loads of these. The thing that I wanted to just address, and then we're going to wrap up. One of the things about coaching is that if there is something in your life that you see it's um, stopping you from getting to something that you want in your life. So let's say your vulnerability is lack of vulnerability. Let's just say, right, is getting in the way of creating uh, strong or deep relationships with people. Let's just say then coaching can help you move what is in the way so that you can create those deep relationships with people. And yes, you absolutely could stumble upon it because I think that's what you said. I'm waiting, for, you know, it could be 33 or 44 or yes. 77 and I could stumble upon it. Absolutely that could happen. But coaching can also help move you to a place where um, you could actually move that out of the way now, just to be totally blunt. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, uh... Yeah, it's interesting that I always, and I suppose that's just the way my brain's wired, is that any time people talk about moving things out of the way, I always see it as a commercial sense. I always sit in like, a, if you want something, go out and get it. I always think of that in a business sense or a, or a money sense or a, that type of thing. I never necessarily think of it as emotionally because, again, it's, it's, it's not a conversation, you know, going back to conversations that people generally have. It's you have to be focused on your career or your Mm -hmm. well and that's and that's and life coaching conversations are not what people usually have well that's Um, true yeah that that, that was a nice little plug there actually (laughs) seamlessly just went went through that um it's uh should i say something or shouldn't i well i am a life coach and this is my podcast so (laughs) i'm gonna do whatever the i want still didn't swear look at that drops my uh, or mute the mic, depending on who's doing the washing up. Well, Matt, are you ready to wrap this podcast up? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's wrap this baby up. Let's let's go on holiday and uh, <laughs> and sit in the sunshine. So I acknowledge you, Matt, for coming uh, and sharing all of the the all of your thoughts. And I said this in the pre-chat, and I'll say it again. I can't believe you're 24 because the wisdom that you bring to the conversations that we have is it's just that somebody who is your age feels like you have gone through so much self-development and just awareness and presence and for you to be able to see where you're going the difference that you want to make in the world how your journey has impacted your life so far in both positive and negative ways is um it's inspiring, actually, to... I can't wait to see what happens in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. We have to, we have to stay friends, Matt. Yes, <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'm constantly being pleaded with friendships, but um, that's... No, I'm joking. Um, uh, yeah, no, 100%. It's, it's weird when, you know, and me being very English, I, I'm better at taking compliments now always been told if someone compliments you you say thank you and so so, so thank you I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that and I, I do take it on board but it's also very weird being english being complimented being like yeah well i still look 12 so there, there, there's that and you know like we'll meet up again in 15 years and i'll have facial hair like you know it's 
no hopes to have facial hair universe please anything will do um no so thank you very much i appreciate that and uh okay great so and the other thing um i just wanted to we never managed to work this into the the script so it's going to be super awkward now but uh ladies matt is eligible (laughs) no really so you've listened to all of that and you've gone oh you know what i need oh you know what i need yeah so um coming to a I'm not even coming to anyone near soon. Um, <laughs> coming to a cinema? No, he's not. Um, <laughs> any um, any parting words from yourself, Matt, before I uh, do my big uh, end spiel? Is, is there anything else to say? Is, <laughs> is, is, is there really... That's also hilarious, if, if you haven't worked it out. We've been stifling our laughs for what, however long this has been. Yeah, just, just crack on, isn't it, really? Crack on. In the most British way possible. All right, Matt. Well, I'd, I'd like to extend a huge thanks to you um, for playing with me today on my podcast. That's a wrap from Outside the Comfort Zone. Please be sure to visit onfocuscoaching.ca to check out all of the other goodies and uh, blog posts that I've put on there. Um, and remember, it's your life. It's your possibility. Let's create. Have an awesome day. Thanks, Matt. Mm-hmm.